0: Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Tonight, terror in a Texas high school as a student opens fire, leading to a manhunt and a city on edge. The latest on the condition of the victims, including a 25-year-old English teacher and the bullet that narrowly missed his heart. Tonight, what led to the shooting and what we're learning about the 18-year-old suspect and the 45 caliber gun. New vaccine mandate. Los Angeles becomes the largest city to require you get fully vaccinated before entering bars, gyms, or restaurants. Plus, our new reporting for parents. When will young children be able to get the COVID shot? Inching towards a deal, the news tonight that Congress may be closer to avoiding a debt crisis. We'll hear from an Iraq war veteran who says he's disgusted with Washington playing politics with his disability check. Facebook fires back hours after a whistleblower claims the social media giant is harming our kids and democracy. Tonight, hear how CEO Mark Zuckerberg is responding. No holiday cheer, the toy store owner who says her stock of Hot Wheels and Barbies will sell out before Christmas as shipments are stuck at sea. What's causing the backlog? The dangerous journey for Haitian immigrants heading towards America.
3: For all the people on that boat, this is the only way to the other side.
2: And the box brigade, what these do-it-yourselfers are doing to fight COVID. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with a story of panic and fear that has become all too familiar in this country. Shots fired inside a school, this time in North Texas. And it started with a fight, then gunshots. Four people were hurt, including one student who was critically wounded and the gunman fled the scene. Students and teachers took cover. Police descended on the high school in a massive show of force, searching room by room to make sure the threat had passed. And as word spread, anxious parents gathered as close to the schools they could get to wait for news. The students were later evacuated by bus. Hours later, the suspect, who's 18 years old, turned himself in. And tonight, he faces multiple charges. CBS's Maria Vidal is going to lead us off tonight from Arlington, Texas, with new reporting. Good evening, Maria.
5: Good evening, Nora. One of the victims was a teacher. His sister posting on social media this afternoon that the bullet that hit him barely missed his aorta. He has broken ribs and a collapsed lung, but he is expected to pull through. Chaos at Timberview High School after calls came in this morning of an active shooter. Heavily armed SWAT teams rushed to the scene and entered the building looking for the suspect who had fled. Arlington police say... 18-year-old Timothy Simpkins was involved in a fight with another student. At some point during the fight, he drew a weapon and started shooting. Just based on the information, I know there were more uh, more than two or three shots that were fired. The shooting left four people hurt, three of them hospitalized. One English teacher, Calvin Pettit, was rushed into surgery. Panicked students and staff barricaded doors with their desks and hid inside their classrooms. Dale Topham was teaching
4: close by. So, my mindset was if somebody gets to that barricade, which they won't, but if they do, if they want to hurt one of these students, they're going to have to take me
6: out first.
5: You can see the fear in this conversation between a student and her mother saying, Mom, there's a shooting. Please, I'm scared. So far this year, there have been 21 school shootings, 80 since 2018. Last year, during the COVID-19 pandemic, when most kids were doing remote learning, there were 10. After a short manhunt, Simpkins turned himself in with his attorney this afternoon. The weapon allegedly used in the shooting found two miles from the school. There is video of that original fight that is circulating on social media and it has been shared with police. But students are saying right now that the kid that is getting beat up in that video is actually the suspect. He is now facing several charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon.
2: Nora. Thank you. Well, in a visit to Chicago on Thursday, President Biden will talk about the impact that COVID vaccine mandates are having, with new cases, hospitalizations and deaths all slowing in recent weeks. The administration is also underscoring the need for rapid at-home COVID tests. We get more on this from CBS's Omar Villafranca.
4: While COVID cases and hospitalizations decline nationwide, the demand for at-home tests is surging. But today, a company that manufactures some of these test kits, Alum, recalled nearly 200,000 due to concerns over false positives. The kits were widely available to consumers and also provided to the U.S. Department of Defense.
6: Every American, no matter their income level or zip code, can access accurate, convenient and affordable testing.
4: This comes as the White House announced today it's investing an additional billion dollars in at-home test kits, quadrupling the amount currently available on store shelves. The Los Angeles City Council today announced one of the strictest vaccination requirements in the country. As of early November, customers must show proof of full vaccination to participate in many indoor activities.
0: Yeah, I know we're in a different time right now, so it's like,
4: We have to do what we have to do right now. Kids still make up more than a quarter of new cases. In Florida, where the governor attempted to bar school districts from requiring masks, some parents of children with special needs are suing.
6: We're at around a 10% community transmission right now. And that's just too high for us.
4: Judy Hayes says it's too dangerous for her 10-year-old son, Will, who has Down syndrome, to attend school in person. There you go. The lawsuit contends an executive order signed by Governor Ron DeSantis in July violated the Americans with Disabilities Act.
7: It's been an uphill battle. His whole He's 10 years old. It has been an uphill battle his entire life. So this is just the latest battle in the war, I think.
4: We reached out to the school district, but they won't comment on pending litigation. An FDA advisory committee is scheduled to meet on October 26th to discuss vaccines for kids between the ages of 5 and 11, which means we may see those shots roll out around Halloween or early November. A spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics says those shots could roll out at pharmacies, vaccination clinics, and hospitals, which includes pediatric offices. Nora?
2: Well, certainly before Thanksgiving. All right, Omar Villafranca, thank you. Well, tonight, as America inches closer to a catastrophic default, there is news about a possible deal in the Senate, and it can't come soon enough. The Treasury Department warns it is running out of ways to pay the nation's debts in 12 days, and inaction from Congress could be disastrous. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports.
7: With Washington hurtling toward insolvency, Republican leader Mitch McConnell offered a surprise concession. He said his party would let Democrats raise the debt ceiling short term for about two months.
5: Why should we accept any part of a B.S. offer?
7: McConnell's new offer came as President Biden poured on the pressure. It's about paying for what we owe. Enlisting major banking CEOs to help sound the alarm. We are starting to experience elevated
5: volatility in the markets. But the cascading effects in the ensuing weeks could go anywhere from a recession to a complete catastrophe for the global economy. And I don't know why anyone would take a chance like that.
7: Defaulting could also disrupt Social Security payments for nearly 50 million seniors and military benefits for two and a half million veterans. Why? Lewis Franklin served two tours in Iraq. There's no reason for it other than it's a giant chess game that the Senate and the House playing and it. We're the ones who pay the price. It sucks. Republicans say they don't want default. They're just trying to highlight the Democrats' multi-trillion dollar plans for new social programs.
4: I kind of like to know how much money they intend to spend. And they don't want to say that because I think when they do, the American people are going to be the first ones to object to it.
7: Tonight, Democrats appear to be leaning towards accepting this GOP deal and raising the debt ceiling temporarily. If they do, then the nation will be able to pay its bills for now. But we'd likely be watching this exact same fight play out a month from now, Nora.
2: Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thank you. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is hitting back after that scathing testimony from former employee Francis Haugen Tuesday. In a note to staff, not publicly, the company founder wrote that Haugen was painted a picture of false picture, he said, adding it's difficult to read the allegations about how Instagram impacts young people. Now, as Congress weighs how to regulate the social media giant, CBS's Chris Van Cleave tonight has a look at potential solutions.
7: I was comparing it to myself.
6: Teens like Jada Bromberg are at the heart of the debate over Facebook. She started using their Instagram app at 13. Without realizing it was happening, she says the app was contributing to feelings of depression.
7: But looking back at it now, I can realize how social media definitely kind of put some of that in my head.
6: While Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg says its research about the impact on teens is being mischaracterized, Calls for change are getting louder. What I want to see is action in this place. Congress is weighing how to regulate social media. Whistleblower Francis Haugen Tuesday.
2: We can afford nothing less than full transparency.
8: We shouldn't have to wait for the whistleblowers to whistle before we understand what is actually happening on these platforms.
6: Nate Persley runs the Stanford Cyber Policy Center and has proposed legislation to require social media platforms to give researchers access to how they operate.
8: One of the interesting things about Francis Hogan's testimony is that it offered a rare window into the inner workings of Facebook and what's actually going on on the platform. And until we get greater transparency from the companies, we can't legislate in any responsible way.
6: Facebook says it supports additional federal oversight. Do they really support more
8: regulation? I think they do. I think that Facebook is at a position right now where they want somebody else to solve their problems.
6: Nora, Congress is looking at a host of options, and that includes placing limits on political advertising and marketing directed at kids. In the longer term, there's talk of allowing social media companies to be sued over content their systems amplify. But Nora, Congress has been talking about regulating social media for years, and they're yet to do it.
2: And Congress seems to have trouble doing a lot of things lately. All right, Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Well, tonight, there are growing concerns. We could see empty store shelves this holiday season. A lot of shipments remain stuck at sea because of supply chain issues. So who's to blame? And what's being done to fix it? CBS's Carter Evans went looking for answers.
9: Normally you have more Barbies? Yes, normally the whole thing is Barbies. Holiday sales are high stakes for the Game Chess toy store. So do you think Hot Wheels are going to sell out this year?
1: They're absolutely going to sell
9: out. If you want a train for Christmas? Buy it now. Store owner Miriam Alhamami says almost all of her toys are already out on the floor. She started ordering for the holidays in March. So what happens when the stuff on your shelves here sells out?
1: I don't have anything to replace it with.
9: New orders likely won't arrive by Christmas. That's because goods made overseas are spending a record amount of time in transit. Cargo ships are crowding ports from New York to Los Angeles, where a quarter million containers are currently floating off the coast, according to L.A. Port Director Gene Siroka. These stacks of containers seem to be growing. There's no room to put this cargo. Our docks are full. People need to come and pick up their cargo. Only half the truck drivers registered to do business here visit us at least once a week. We need more drivers on the job. Trucker George Anaya says the port needs to move faster. You had an appointment at 7 p.m. to pick up a load. Yes, I didn't get either till about 2 a.m. Before this year, how many loads a week could you pick up? Um, about 20 or so. And how many now? Uh, about six. The port of L.A. does not operate around the clock like ports in other parts of the world. President Biden has said he'd like to see the ports operating 24 hours. Why isn't that happening? You've got so many nodes of the supply chain that have to get on the same schedule. If we can get the warehouses to open around the clock, that would be important to us. Forty percent of al-Hamami's business depends on holiday shopping.
1: It's tough as a consumer because I also am going to celebrate Christmas. And it's tough as a business owner.
9: It's gotten so bad that some large retailers are going to extremes just to avoid the log jam here in Los Angeles. Companies like Walmart have chartered entire ships to deliver goods to less congested ports. Of course, that adds tremendous costs that small businesses just can't afford. Nora.
2: Yeah, hurting small businesses. Carter Evans, thank you. Well, tonight we're learning more about that ISIS suicide bomber behind the deadly attack at the Kabul airport. CBS News has confirmed that the terrorist had been freed from an Afghan prison just days earlier by the Taliban. He was among thousands set free as the U.S. withdrew from Afghanistan. 13 U.S. service members were killed and 18 wounded in the attack. More than 7,000 Haitian migrants who entered the U.S. in recent weeks have now been expelled. But that is not stopping many who are risking their lives to travel thousands of miles from South America to the U.S. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas met some of them on the Columbia-Panama border, where hope and hell collide.
3: The scores of migrants who have set up camp along the Caribbean town of Necoclí are among the estimated 16,000 waiting in Colombia to head north. Lionel Nelson fled disaster-stricken Haiti years ago to settle in South America, where jobs he says have dried up. He cannot take his wife and infant daughter back to Haiti, he says. You have nothing. Nothing in Haiti. No work. Their goal is to reach the U.S. Deportation. It's a big fear for you. As they finally get seats on the ferry, we followed along to the other side of this bay, the next step in the trek north. For all the people on that boat, this is the only way to the other side, the 2 our journey across the bay to Acandí. So the boats just arrived on the other side, and these are all part of the smuggling operation, taking them from this boat to dry land. <laughs> Nelson and his family turned themselves over to a band of smugglers after negotiating passage along the only land route into Central America. They are taken on dirt bikes, an hour ride through the countryside. How is the girl? How's the your, style? Style? your girl? How is she? Okay. She looks a little scared a little bit. Miedo un poquito. See. To a smugglers camp on the edge of the jungle. This is it from here on out, it's all by foot and it's all through the jungle. To reach Panama, migrants risk robbery, rape and death crossing the Darien Gap, a lawless 60-mile stretch of jungle considered one of the most dangerous in the world. At the camp, this smuggler told us roughly 600 people a day pass through, some dehydrated, hungry, and sick. They'd rather die trying to get to the United States than be deported to Haiti. Prefieren morir llegando a los Estados Unidos que a Haití. Nelson and his family leave first thing in the morning. Motivación. Motivación, you're motivated. Motivación. Corazón, sí. it's all heart. Sí. We're still waiting to hear whether they made it out of the jungle. Manuel Borquez, CBS News, Necocli, Colombia.
1: Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about, all from the comfort of your home, isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret?
2: Tonight, the Coast Guard says some of the crude oil that spilled from a pipeline in Southern California is breaking up naturally in the surf. More than 125,000 gallons leaked into the Pacific last weekend. The state is sending 1,500 workers to clean up tar balls and oil along the coast. All right. Tonight, the search for Brian Laundrie is again focused on that nature preserve in Florida, where it's believed he was last seen. Laundry is wanted for questioning in the death of his fiance, Gabby Petito. His parents now say they last saw him on September 13th, a day earlier than initially reported. And Laundrie's sister says he went home alone for a few days shortly after that run in with police in Utah. It's often said that necessity is the mother of invention. And that's never been more true than during the pandemic. Here, CBS's Dr. John LaPook.
8: An army of do-it-yourselfers at UC San Diego is thinking inside the box.
2: These are the instructions.
8: Building 250 homemade air purifiers for classrooms and labs around campus as an added layer of protection against COVID. Four air filters make up the sides as air flows in. An electric fan on top draws out the purified air.
2: The virus, if it's there, will get trapped in the filter material.
8: Professor Kim Prather says the box filters at least 90% of the particles that can carry the virus. And the box brigade is growing.
1: The filters make four walls.
8: From 9-year-old Kalen in Hawaii to robots on the East Coast. 20 by 20 by 2 Merv-13 filters. Jim Rosenthal, who helped design the box... Knows a thing or two about air filters. His company makes them. Are you getting, forgive me, fan mail?
4: <laughs> my fan mail
9: is basically all the people who have adopted this project as their own.
8: Just put that down to cover that. This one was the Letizia oh, family's project.
6: Just do a big
8: S. With a custom design. Beautiful. Dr. John LaPook, CBS News, White Plains, New York.
2: Tomorrow, an urgent story about the new threat to hospitals from a ransomware group that is fast, efficient, and it's putting lives at risk. A reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in our nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wonderycom survey.
9: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too.